0: Please visit jcastnetwork.org.
1: Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Esther Israel, and today we're going to be learning Yevamot Kuftet 109. The Gemara on Mishnah Zain, the seventh Mishnah of the 13th chapter of Yevamot, appears on our page, Daf Kuftet, and right off presents us with a list of three practices that the Tanah Bar Kapara recommends people to cleave to. And three more practices that he recommends people to shun. The ones he recommends to cleave to are one, chalitza, which means even though he doesn't say it in the negative list, not to go through with yibum even if possible, but to prefer chalitza. The second commendable practice is shalom, peacemaking. The third, hafarat nedarim, helping people first and foremost oneself to halachically annul vows that were made on partial information and are now infringing upon the life of the vower or others in ways he could not have foreseen. This goes with the understanding that making vows is a negative thing, mostly because of the high risk one runs of breaking one's vows and the sin incurred in this. This can be seen in certain chapters of Vayikra, Leviticus, but you can check it out really explicitly in Kohelet, Perekei, Ecclesiastes 5, Sukim Alathruhe, verses... One through five. Kohelet hay, psukim through hay. Then there are three practices he recommends shunning, and they are mi'un. Yes, yes. That self-same mi'un that we saw the Gemara and Halacha accepting on our last two depim. The next one is pikdonot, receiving money or objects for safeguarding from others. And the third is ervonot, acting as a guarantor. The Gemara goes through these practices and discusses them. When it gets to the recommendation not to act as a guarantor, the Gemara compares this with an explication of a pasuk in Mishlei, Proverbs. Mishlei Yud Alef Tetvav, that's Proverbs 11.15. Um, an explication that was done by Rabbi Yitzhak. The verse there in Mishlei says, Ra Yeroa Ki which is an alliterative warning, which means, Bad things come from acting as a guarantor to a stranger, which is a very popular theme in the book of Proverbs. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, this warning is not against ever being a guarantor, helping out people who need somebody to pledge for them, just against a specific type of loan system which held the guarantor equally responsible to the borrower for the payment, not just seen as a backup plan. Okay? So far, so good. But wait, Rabbi Yitzchak himself has another message to teach us, which is based on this same pasuk. Well, kind of based, anyway. Now, the pshat of the verse did tell us that being a guarantor, he who arav zar, who pledged for a stranger, was a practice bound to get one into trouble. But as the word arav does not only mean pledged, but could also mean mixed, And zar doesn't only mean a stranger, somebody you don't know, maybe somebody not from your family, but could also mean a non-Israelite. So now Rabbi Yitzchak also teaches the following lesson, using the pasuk with the alternative words as a crutch, as if to say, bad things will come for those who mix in foreigners or foreign elements into Am Yisrael, or as he puts it, Bad things will befall those who welcome converts. The Gemara comments that this is like a statement of Rabbi Chalbos, who said, Kashim gerim li kesapachat baor. Converts are difficult, or as problematic to Israel, as a skin disease. Well, you know, sapachat is not usually just a skin disease, but it's a type of leprosy, which is mentioned in Vayikra Yud-Gimel, Leviticus 13, Verses 2 through 5, that we're in the discussion of leprosy on the skin. This would imply that Rabbi Chelba thought of the converts being herded into Am Yisrael as an impure element. The Gemara is finished with this topic. It makes no further comments on this statement. Since it really wasn't the main topic, we only ended up talking about the converts as an appendage to a relevant statement about a guarantor, which itself was a bit of a topic. The Tosafot, however, and I'm referring to Rashi's grandchildren and their disciples when I say Tosafot, decide to comment on this from their 12th century perspective. Their dissenting opinion is presented as an interpretation on this Gemara, which explains or qualifies this blanket statement by Rabbi Yitzhak and Rabbi Chelbo about converts. Bad things befall those who welcome converts, they explain, was said only regarding those who very actively go and search for potential converts, active proselytism, or those who accept converts immediately at their first approach, with no process of acculturation or time for consideration on both sides. That would be the mistake. However, they say, the would-be converts who strain and strive to be accepted must be welcomed in. They even bring midrashic criticism of the patriarchs for not accepting a convert, and on the other hand, they praise central biblical and rabbinic figures like Joshua and Hillel for accepting converts such as Rachav and Rut and Naamah Ammonit and others. We end up with a discussion across continents between Israel, Babylon, and France from the 13th century BCE till the 12th century CE as to the value and wisdom, or lack thereof, of bringing converts into the people of Israel. I'll just mention here as a P.S. that there's a very interesting topic at the end of this page worth checking out although it's beyond the scope of our time limit. A discussion about the value of Torah study for one who has no intention of keeping the Torah. To be learned at your leisure. Enjoy!
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.